And now, Greenlight Reviews, hosted by Ann Elder and Les Roberts. Here we are again. I'm Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. And I can't quite understand about Valkyrie. Mm-hmm. It is about Colonel Klaus von Stauffenberg, played by Tom Cruise. He is a German, not a Nazi, but a German colonel during the Second World War. And he and Kenneth Branagh, Bill Nighy, and Terence Stamp all get together mm-hmm. to plot to assassinate the Führer, the leader of Germany at the time, Adolf Hitler. This really happened. This is based on a very, very true incident. And Colonel von Stauffenberg was indeed the man assigned to carry this out. We knew before the opening credits began, sure. we knew how the movie was going to end, which is a downer. No kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Watching Tom Cruise, and you know, you and I have said very nice things about Tom Cruise over the last several years. He's turned into a very good actor. I think he's miscast in this role. I know he wanted to play an older guy. He wanted to play a guy who was a colonel, a leader, a very defiant and very right. definitive man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For some reason, poor Tom did not make it in this film. Well, he's had his eye on this story for a long time. I know. And as we say, it's a darn good yarn. There's no question about it. And Tom Cruise is committed to doing entertainment movies. That's at the very top of his priority list. Sure. Now, I applaud Tom Cruise for finding interesting projects like this one and bringing them to audiences worldwide. However, I think you're right. I don't think this was a role that really fit Tom Cruise very well. It's like an incident from a Mission Impossible movie where he's impersonating a German rather than being a real one. (laughs) Exactly. And it really throws the movie off. It doesn't destroy the movie, but it distracts from the picture. I think probably that this movie had much higher and loftier ambitions than it was able to deliver. I think that somewhere midpoint, the producers sat down with Cruz and said, look, we cannot market this picture as a prestige concept, but we can put it out there and market it as a pretty good action thriller. That's what they did, and I think that was a smart move. I think it was a smart move because there is a lot of action in this film. Indeed. At the beginning of the film, the Tom Cruise character is badly injured. He loses his hand. He loses an eye. He is handicapped from the start, let's say. Mm -hmm. And I think that the actor was handicapped in this film. I don't think that the character he played was written all that well. You know what, Les? I think they put the emphasis on the plotting and the planning of the incident. They did not spend nearly enough time letting us know what the characters were all about. We know very little about von Stauffenberg. We know nothing, virtually, about the other people that he enlisted to be part of his team. So therefore, it's really, again, it's a movie about the plotting and the planning, just like those great Mission Impossible movies were. But the Mission Impossible movies have Ethan, played by Tom Cruise, out there in front. And there is romance in the Mission Impossible films. There is no romance here. There is a character of his wife, Nina von Stauffenberg, played by Carice Van Houten. She's in the film for possibly five minutes. The rest of the film is all about these generals. Kenneth Branagh, we've loved him as Hamlet and as Henry V, and in Much Ado About Nothing, he kind of fades into the wallpaper in this film. Yeah, he disappears for half the movie. Yes, we only see him at the end when he is about to destroy himself. Mm -hmm. 
That's the other thing. I don't want to give the ending away, but this is based on a true incident. Everybody in this film dies. Well, I think you would pretty much figure that out. If somebody is trying to assassinate the Fuhrer and the assassination doesn't work and the guys get caught, they're going to pay for all of, of that. I want to say something more, though, about Tom Cruise. I don't think you're ever going to get a really bad performance from Tom Cruise, but here it's competent rather than inspired. He's an able actor, that's for yes, sure. Yes, But there's nothing inspired here. And I'm not saying that he's phoning it in. I'm just saying that he doesn't hit a home run. It's more like a double here. I think that it's a tribute, actually, to the director, Brian Singer, that he's able to generate any kind of suspense and tension within the picture because we know what the ending is. We know that Hitler doesn't die because of von Stauffenberg's efforts. So you know what the ending is or you know part of the ending as you come into the film. I think the people who will enjoy this movie the most would be people who are not familiar with this incident particularly, and I think they're going to find that somewhat intriguing. I heard someone say as they were leaving the theater, boy, that was a hard movie to get into, but once it got rolling, I really kind of liked it. So I finally got into it too, less, but I have to say that I wasn't overwhelmed and totally engaged by this film. So I'm sorry to say, but Tom Cruise and Valkyrie doesn't get a red light, but it gets a yellow. I'm giving it a yellow light as well. I almost always, except in one case, have given Tom Cruise movies green lights, but I can't on Valkyrie. Brian Singer and Christopher McQuarrie worked together before on one of my favorite films of all time, The Usual Suspects. I was looking for that kind of suspense mm. here, and I, I just <laughs> didn't find it. So, two yellow lights for Valkyrie. Until next time, I am Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. And we're looking forward to seeing you having a great time at the movies. Don't you know that you're a grown-up? I'm a grown-up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown-up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown-ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown-Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown-Up podcast explores media, tech, toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. All right, you think that was good enough? I I hope so, man. I'm tired. (laughs) Who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? I've never done it. (laughs) Right.